when you take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Ninja, the tea party's over. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Asian Action Cast. I'm your host, Sam. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Scott, hello. G'day. Mikey. Hello. And Rachel. Hi. I have a joke for you. What's long and hard and has come in it? <laughs> Tell us. Cucumber. You sick fucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your dad Straight jokes. to the gutter. Yeah. Is that related to the today's movie? No, I just I was reminded of the joke I was told by a friend of mine uh, who has a teenage son, and his son told him. I was like, "Wow, that there's a very narrow demographic of people that could tell and and receive that joke, including <laughs> our audience." Shout out to all the teenage sons out there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, thank you, India, for listening to our podcast. Mm. Number one country listening to the Asian Action Cast. Well, on Spotify anyway. For everyone else, thanks also. <laughs> all right. I'm hijacking this podcast oh, temporarily. Holy shit. First of all, first of all, let's give a bit of a shout out to our friend Nathan, who's a bit under the weather. Get well soon, brother. Yeah, survive, well Nathan, soon. survive. All right. Now, listen, you two, Michael, Sam, and Nathan, if you was here, <laughs> I listened to that last podcast you did, which was Iceman Cometh. Correct. Yoon Bu, Yoon Bao. Pick one. <laughs> Fucking pick one. Or I've got this coin in my hand and we'll make a decision with Yun this coin. Yoon Bun. Scott Bayo, pick one. <laughs> Scott Bayo. Right now, I'm flipping this coin or you make a decision. Yoon Bun. Yun. Well, I always say Yoon Bu. I always say Yoon Bu. And it wasn't until other people started getting confused that I started calling him Yoon Bun. Quote from that podcast. I think we'll just call him Yoon Bao. And then seconds later, Yoon Bu. Make uh, a decision. Yes. You want to know the correct... <laughs> yeah, go smart. on. That's the correct, the correct pronunciation. So Mandarin is Yuan Biao. Oh. So that's why you used to get the B-I-A-O. So in, in Cantonese, it's Yuan Biu, I think. So that's why you get the... Biu. You were talking about um, how he was calling himself Bill. Yeah, Bill Bao. So like a lot of honkies, honkies. <laughs> Hong Kong people call themselves like Bill. Uh. Especially around that time. A lot of people have that name. So they call themselves Bill in English. He looks too young for a Bill. Yeah, yeah. Bill's, Bill's an old dude. Yeah, like calling your kid coat. Barry yeah. or like Bruce. Bruce Bruce is not an old name. Bruce is like an old Australian guy's name. Yeah, an hey old Australian. Yeah, hey yeah. yeah. Bruce. They say you wouldn't call your kid Bruce. You could, but... Anymore. It's, I don't know. Old names are coming back in fashion. Yeah, that's because all the new names are now stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Heavenly Harari Tiger Lily Princess yeah. too. A, B, C, D, Absidy. What? <laughs> yeah, have you not heard this? There's somebody called their kid Absidy. The dumbest one I saw was uh, four S's and a T. Forest. Ugh. Oh, God. Yeah. So, Sam, you are? What, uh, what's your my s- Chinese name. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't your Chinese name Xinla? Yeah, Xinlan. Um, Xinlan. Are you Team Bu or Team Biao? Uh, team I don't know bon. now because now that Rachel said that, we're both correct. <laughs> but you say, I don't know, say whatever, whatever you think is easy to pronounce Because it's a bit of a tongue twister anyway Yunbun It's not like Yunwa is easy to say uh, Yeah, Yunwa is easy family. to say Excuse me, it's Yunwa Okay uh, I followed by a gong <laughs> I've always referred to Yunbu or Yunbao as uh, abs Yun abs Okay Because he's got abs for days So you're Yun abs? Uh, yeah, I'm going to change I can't commit <laughs> I can't Michael, commit Can you not commit either? 
Um, <laughs> Scott Bayer. Right, Scott Bayer. Should I flip the coin for Nathan? Blah, blah, blah. Should I flip the coin for Nathan? Yeah, you're going to flip, flip right, the coin. Oh, you actually have a coin. I told you I have a coin. Shit. One yeah. side's got a Is pizza it edible? and one side's got a hot dog. It's not. Uh, a <laughs> it's not a Which one's yes and no? Is it a chocolate coin? Pizza. Damn, that's a heavy oh, coin. Solid. Okay, it landed on hot dog. Is it hot dog bow or bun or beer? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I should have caught him. Yeah. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, all right, okay, we're done. Let's be coin. Let's get back to our regular schedule yeah. program. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. You asked for it, you wanted it, you got it. We're at the fireworks factory now, folks. <laughs> this is a movie that we've been banding around for a while. Rachel's selection. I guess. Yes, it was. I downloaded. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you purchased the DVD. You downloaded a guide to Hong Kong movies, and oh, yeah, it yeah, suggested yeah, this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the film? Uh, Full Time Killer. Explain. Uh, it's a Johnny Toe film, which I've been wanting to watch more Johnny Toe films on this podcast because we haven't really done a lot of his. Why? Uh, I don't know, because a lot of his movies tend to be like thriller, crime crime films rather than straight action or kung fu. Yeah, absolutely. Although Throwdown, which, which I was talking about with you guys earlier, is more yeah. like judo and stuff. We, but, we watched yeah. Throwdown earlier and um, probably not suitable for the AAC, but if uh, listeners... I recommend it. It's it's a cool watch, and he's very stylish and not unlike a lot of Hong Kong films. Does Does Johnny Toe have like a um? You know how like a lot of these directors have like somebody that they usually work with. Does he have a familiar that he works with? Uh, I'm not sure if he's got a particular cinematographer or anything. I have to or like check. a star. Obviously, Simon Yam was in this Simon film. Simon Yam, but- Louis Koo. Oh yeah. Um, who's your arch nemesis? Uh, Amy Kwok's husband. Oh, that must be Sean. <laughs> Sean Lau. Sean. I don't know his fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> did did um, Throwdown have a, a Japanese actor in it as well? Mm, did you like no. did you like to mix it up a bit? I think they were all Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hmm. That wasn't the movie we watched, by the way. No. <laughs> no. Full time killer, part time lover. <laughs> no, that wasn't the name of the film. It was just full time killer. Uh, this was a Johnny Toe film from two thousand and one, starring uh, well. I thought it was starring Simon Yam, but it's probably more... More with, or less. ...with Simon Yam. It's more of a Lucky Stars kind of thing. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jackie Chan's in this film. Is he? Oh, I'm going to watch this film. Simon Yam's <laughs> in it for like 10 minutes. It's more like featuring Simon Yam mm, if it was yeah. a song. The main character of this film is a Japanese actor called Takashi Sotomachi. You might know him from nothing because he's done not much else. That's harsh. Yeah, you've done a couple of films. He yeah, was a, a, a J-pop star. He's more of a TV actor, I think, for a while. And he's sort of slowed down his acting since. But he's like shit hot then at that time. Is he good looking, Rachel? I can't tell. I think he's good looking. But Is he better looking than the guy from Blue Spring? God, that's like not a fair. That's not a fair continuum. I mean, he looks more manly. How fit is he? Matsuda Ryuhei is maybe not classically good looking. He's got his own charisma. Oh, okay. So I think charisma is more important than being good looking. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This guy's got a bit of swag. How fit is this guy? Not very fit. No one to mm. no, took he, their shirt off. Really. He needs a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> needs a sandwich. And mind you, Andy Lau takes his shirt off in this film. He needs a sandwich too, Andy Lau, who I joked in this film. I said Andy Lau is like the Asian Joker because he's got this. <laughs> you know what? He prances around a bit, doesn't he? Yeah, he dances around. He's got that grin. He's got this big shit-eating grin, and I think it must be written into every one of his contracts that he has to go on a date and he has to kind of have a romantic love interest, even though he's the bad guy in this film. All of that shit happens. <laughs> Did I say Andy Lau was in this film? Andy Lau was in this film. <laughs> to a T, like, I want this to happen and this to happen. Like, yep, yeah. tick, tick. 
He doesn't age either. He looks the he same. He does love his leather pants as well, doesn't he? Leather everything. Oh, he's, he's, his Hawaiian shirts are leather in this movie. He's it? really pretty. He's a really pretty guy. Um, and an actress that I'd not seen before. Uh, what's her name? Kelly Lynn. Have you seen her before? Anybody seen her before? Yeah, she used to be in a lot of movies around that time. Really? Like yeah. Hong Kong films? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. What, um, anything of note? I can't think of anything. I was, I was debating in my head whether she was in some Wong Jing kind of movies because she's like the hot girl in a lot of stuff. But I don't think her boobs are big enough. I don't know. To be in a Wong Jing film. You haven't film. seen. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. I'm extrapolating. Was she, was she in City Hunter? Uh, no, Kelly Lynn, I don't think I need was. to click on something. Can you just check, check your mic is actually on because you're not coming through very loud. Huh? Let's Talk louder. A little better. Put on the boost. Put on the Rachel Boost. Uh, she's Put in Reign of Assassins. Turbo. I've seen that. Turbo. <laughs> that that was a uh, that was yeah. a loaded weapon joke. Oh, okay. So because uh, I should have bought. But Samuel L. Jackson speaks into a, 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 a megaphone and he's speaking Japanese and he and looks at it and it says "Made in Japan." He says, "Give me an American megaphone." Anyway, it's, it's a good gag. Oh, she's yeah. in that stupid remake of Zoo Warriors. Oh, was she? Oh, she is very pretty, very pretty, uh, with the one look that she has. She reminds me of Rachel from Friends. She got one one look, and she's rocking it. But when you take her glasses off, yeah, she's not yeah. that bad. But, uh, not better without glasses, anyway. Yeah, and the hair. Like if she's got that one part, and I think if she were to straighten it, it would just. She's ruin trying her look. to look plain in this movie. Yeah, they're doing so, their best to make her look like. When you say it came out, two thousand and one. Hmm. Thank you, Scott, for this segue into trivia. Does anybody have any trivia before I lay into it? Uh, I got nothing. Okay. There are many locations. There are. Well, supposedly. Apparently, it was Singapore. Macau. Macau, Hong Kong. Korea. Korea. I can't vouch for Korea. It didn't look like anything. It was <laughs> an office for it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Were any of those other places? It looked like an arcade from Throwdown. Remember we said mm. it, it looked like one of those. Japan. Bangkok, apparently. Japan. Japan. Yeah, Japan. Uh, so this was uh, distributed by Teamwork Motion Pictures. Uh, it's got it's got Golden Harvest on there in production, but I don't know that they were actually... The production company says Teamwork Motion Pictures and Milky Way Image. But, you know, China's pumping out production companies every day, so mm, who knows? <laughs> the Milky Ways are on me. <laughs> uh, a couple of bits of trivia that I found were the contemporaries of this film... So, the bigger, biggest and uh, most notable films in Hong Kong at the time were, <laughs> I don't know, Rush Hour 2. Did Rush Hour 2 come out in Hong Kong? I guess so. Uh, Rush Hour was out at the same time. You also had Zoo Warriors, the new legend of Zoo, which might be the reason why Kelly Lin's in it, Mike. Jackie Chan's Accidental Spy, which is a piece of shit. Mm. <laughs> um, and also Shaolin Soccer. Hey. You might know Shaolin Soccer, Stephen Chow. Uh, now, that, that's Hong Kong, but if you wanted to know what the biggest grossing film was of 2001, does anybody want to have a, have a mm. guess? Gladiator. Oh, yeah. Some kind of Batman? <laughs> Some, kind of <laughs> Some kind of Batman. There's, it many, is, there's many Batmans over the years. It, ba- is, it is a franchise film. Mm. Terminator 4? I don't know. Matrix. Harry, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, oh. there you go. Yeah, so the the initial film of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was the biggest film. So all of these films, by the way, that I've just mentioned had better special effects than the full-time killer. 
and more money to make as well. Mm. Yeah, probably. Full-time you know killer looked like it was shot on a phone. Full-time killer? Better movie than all those ones. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you that too. I give you that. I give you that. Shall we plumb into the depths? Do we have any other trivia that we go through? AndyLoud.com. AndyLoud.com is <laughs> it's a sponsor. Yeah. It's huge. It like takes up a third of the screen when it eventually comes up. It, it kind of makes you want to just search it and see what's there. Go yeah. into the archive and see what it looked like back in the day. It's just a picture of Andy Lau. I feel like there's a lot of sponsorship in these films. Like a crapload. Like Again, like, I'd only have three down because it's recently what I watched, but that had like a lot of hidden uh, sponsorship in signs everywhere Product placement. as well. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Star Hub in, when it was in Singapore, which is a... Uh, I think it's a, is it a telephone company in Singapore mm. or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If it gets these movies made, I'm down with it. Do you think it was because it was it it kind of felt made for an international audience because they were yeah. using multiple languages? Um, they had the product placement like they had the Budweiser beer, Nokia phones, and something else. Tell it some other telecom thing as well. Like there was quite a few different products placed to like try and market in the different areas. I think. It was super jarring them switching from like subtitled Japanese or subtitled Mandarin to English, but like Singlish or Chinglish. And uh, you kind of had to switch gears and just kind of go, oh, shit. Yeah, they, they, they jump around a fair bit. Like, and, and like we made the joke of when they speak English, it's kind of hard. Like they mixed it low or something weird. And it was hard to understand. accent you're not it, used to, maybe. They were kind of almost speaking it phonetically, though. Mm. In a bit. Yeah. Do you know what I think it was? Is when they're doing the the um, Japanese or the the Chinese dub, they they've dubbed it over, and then when they switch to English, they use like the, the camera audio. Yeah, I think is what to my ear because it seems less isolated than when you they might do. Might be right, yeah, something like that. I mean, I'm I'm no sound magician, so <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you for sure. Um, Alakazam! <laughs> listen, uh, one tiny little segment that I'd like to to try out is just to distill the film that we watched into maybe a sentence or two. Would anyone like to try and... Uh, you mean like this sentence summed up the film for me? Yes. Mm, okay. So probably, like, could have, probably could have told us this before we started recording. Yeah, I know, so but it's more fun so. to do it spontaneously. Okay. Like this is Robocop with bikinis. <laughs> okay. Actually, Robocop had bikinis in it, so... Um, hmm. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd call it Quentin Tarantino's Hong Kong demo reel. Oh, Quentin Tarantino's... And why do you say that Scott? I know, it's kind of flashy. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Natural Born Killers in Hong Kong. I don't know. Oh, there. That's a good one. There, that's, that's a good bit, one. That's a bit better. There you go, folks. Natural Born Killers in Hong Kong. Full-time killers. Part-time lovers. <laughs> Sam? Oh, oh, are we going around? I thought we no, were... No, I'll go there. Oh, what? Just oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is not Sylvester Stallone and Antonio Banderas assassins, but kind of like it. In Hong Kong. <laughs> or maybe maybe well, something about to do with a third wheel maybe it's always like they're always fighting over a girl mm. the that's third a, wheel gets violent <laughs> and it's really not they're really uh, fighting over the girl then fighting over each other I don't know when friend zone gets violent <laughs> Mikey I was gonna go yeah Sylvester Sloan's assassins but done well Ooh. Damn. Take that, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. And Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I just like saying Antonio Banderas. And Julianne Moore, who's also in that movie. <laughs> yes, she is. A middle-aged Julianne Moore. Correct. Anyway, <laughs> shall we? Uh, we're done with trivia and this segment, which may be the first and last time we do it.
I think it's kind of fun. You I, think it's I, fun? I we add to it. All right, fantastic. <laughs> Shall we uh, throw it over to our plot correspondent, Mike? <laughs> I just do it because I know you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you dump like all these really complex plot points onto me. Damn it. Damn it. Um, begin. Begin. It begins jumping around a whole bunch of Asian countries. Let's... <laughs> Um, we we kind of get a lot of flashes to um, assassinations taking place in different countries, and we get introduced to our two in Christians on a protagonist, but <laughs> protagonists. Um, so we have a, a. I think the first kill is uh, we see um, O, who's uh, walking through a Malaysian train station, and some random Japanese guy comes up to him and starts talking to him, and goes, "Remember me from class." And uh, and he starts ignoring him and walking, and he's very persistent, following him all the way to a train where he's talking to him like, "Don't pretend like you don't know me. We were best friends in school." And then all of a sudden, he pulls out a gun, and the guy freaks out, and then he walks calmly over and takes out three different guys, jump getting off the train, and basically informing us that he is an assassin. This is uh, this is funny. So the the guy O is uh, the Japanese actor Takashi Sodomachi, who looks fucking cool. Like he looks very slick. Has he got a mullet? Uh, yeah, kind of like a little mullet. And this this guy who is saying like, you know, we knew each other at school. It's so fucking annoying. I really I really hoped that he would get shot, and he did, and it made my day. But he was just like, look, look at my ID, look at my car, look at. Nobody would be that persistent. Just looking for a bro over here, man. It's lonely. <laughs> I was kind of wait, like waiting for something to happen. I was kind of going, is it going to be like another assassin trying Ooh. to get him with, with the fake? Don't I know you from school line? You know. But then no, it was just an annoying guy who happened to actually know him from school. It's like Groundhog Day. This guy, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I stepped in that puddle of water. <laughs> yeah, so that that's the main character, our main that's, character O. That's the main character O. And then, Does he make an O face when he kills people? Oh yeah. Actually I give him he he doesn't look anywhere near as good as that in the rest of the movie with his like, yeah. fine suit and stuff. He just Absolutely starts wearing like true. random <laughs> random clothes that look kinda lame. One hundred percent true. Mm. He does uh, want upstage Andy Lau. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is true. true, This is true. True. Um, So we then jump countries across to was was it Thailand? Yeah, I think it was was Thailand. I was debating whether it's Thailand or not because it looked like just a building they slapped a a coat of arms on. (laughs) It could be. I think all the location shots were probably just done in a Hong Kong uh, suburb or warehouse or something like that. Insert Street Fighter airplane Thailand here, essentially. So. Uh, Andy Lau, whose name is Tok, I believe. Mm. Um, and his brother Tick. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's driving a, a motorbike uh, down towards a... It looks like... Is it a police station? Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot about yeah. this scene. Mm. And he's uh, acting like a delivery driver. So, he's got a whole bunch of flowers. He walks inside the police station with his bunch of flowers. Obviously, holding it out like he's got something in the flowers. We all know what he's got in the flowers. A giant freaking shotgun. Hey, Madamaya. And he proceeds to take out all of the cops around, posing every single time that he takes a shot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, doing the whole flick back behind me with the, you know, firing a shotgun one handed job and. Uh, Eventually goes down to 
these cells in the the basement of the building and uh instead of just sticking the gun through the bars and you know shooting with a shotgun he decides that he's going to pour a whole bunch of grenades into the cell and then pull one and throw that in amongst the rest so we've got the criminal there trying to figure out which one's the real live grenade about to go off and uh Consequently, a giant explosion, which seems well too big for the amount of grenades and the building that he put in there. And it also seemed to take 10 minutes to go off because he's driving off on his freaking motorbike before it blows up. Andy Lau is grinning like a maniac riding away. He drives out Terminator style and the building just... Boom. Yeah, imagine if the T-1000 was just like a happy-go-lucky guy looking at the camera going, yeah! And dressed head to toe in leather. (laughs) Yeah! And there was a cool shot just before he exploded of his hands kind of like disintegrating the guy holding the grenade. Oh, yeah, the oh, grenade, yeah. yeah. That was cool. Um, and then... So we established pretty pretty, pretty damn quickly that these guys are both psychos. These guys <laughs> are the two assassins. And then we get them, you know, shots of them meeting up with their handlers in various locales. Um, Andy Lau's character obviously having some weird sleazy guy in Singapore. This is the point where we started going, okay, now he's in Singapore and O's in Hong Kong because they were really jumping or across South Korea or all over like the place. That. Yeah, jumping all over the place. Um, but yeah, Andy decides to show his weird, crazy personality by playing a... What's those? Chinese. Uh-huh. 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 Well, they go into. He's in a bar, and Scott said, "Ooh, jazz," because <laughs> it was all written in English. Because it was in. It was actually in Sing- Singapore, I think, and uh, the bar's name was like an English name, Harry's or something. And uh, for whatever reason, he has a giant sleaze bag kind of manager, and he's trying to get more money out of him essentially. And he ends up beating up one of the guards, um, but he doesn't get any more money. He just gets talked down to. And it has to slink off with his tail between his legs. Because they're giving him shit. They're just like, man, you don't get paid as much as O because you're not as good as O. And uh, Tok is like, yes, I am. And uh, he proves it by kind of like slamming his knife. Was it a fork or a knife? Fork. fork. It was a fork. Um, Because, yeah, he was playing this Urhu and I was like, that's not jazz. (laughs) It can be. Oh, it can be. I don't know. If he's improvising the Urhu. Maybe. And a kid walks past with some spoons. Can I join in? No, that's not jazz. I kind of liked it because he was um he was he was hammering it up to start with like going, like, nodding towards the um his like case like yeah know, give me a tip give me a tip and then he then he's not giving him a tip and he walks up and he kicks this freaking suitcase with his foot and you go you know that the suitcase is full of cash so he walks over there with his briefcase full of cash opens it up pulls out a couple of wads of cash throws it in the suitcase and then he gives that big freaking smile and him. More. Yeah. More, please. More money. Except that the I, I thought this was weird because in the scene, the patrons don't freak the fuck out. They're when, staring. Yeah, yeah, they're staring. But yeah. when he stabs the guy in the hand, they don't like, holy shit. Because it's a gangster bar called Harry's for some yeah. reason. With Jazz Night. I guess he's people really like, like Jazz. Marina Bay or something, which is like, there's like a tourist area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all just used to it. Also, it's like the scene I found the hardest to understand in English. Yeah, because they yeah, are speaking. Oh, yeah, they're both from Hong Kong. They have really. <laughs> Why are they speaking English? in English then? Because they're in Singapore, so everybody must speak. I English. I think they were kind know. of like pointing the fact that they're international assassins yeah. and they talk in different languages depending on who they're talking with. But um, one of the points of the movie, I suppose, was O only talks in Japanese, so he hires people that know Japanese yeah. to kind of talk to him. Hmm. Um, 
then we switch countries again back to Hong Kong and we start to get introduced to the love interests, which is uh, Kelly, Kelly Lin. Kelly Can Lin? I just jump in here? Sorry, I had to duck off for a second there. In regards to the, the jazz, I'm going to steal a joke from The Simpsons. It's not about the notes he does play. It's about the notes he doesn't play. Go on. On the Uhu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that man is playing jazz, but he's not doing it. It's not about the notes you play. Jazz club. Jazz. They must really like jazz. My pool game went long at the jazz club. Well, Andy, Andy definitely had the jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, Andy Lau. The guy who stabbed in the hand didn't have jazz. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> so we get uh, introduced to, to Kelly um, and... She works in a video store in Hong Kong, and it's a Japanese video store for some reason. <laughs> and we're all pointing, going, aha, there's all VHS and so forth, because uh, the movie's a little bit older. It looked exactly like Cosmo Video. I used to go there and get all my bootleg Hong Kong action films. <laughs> you know who you are, Cosmo. Shout out. Big shout out to Jumbo Video. <laughs> <laughs> so we start, uh, the movie starts to follow her for a little bit on her day. She's sort of talking about what she does and um, then she goes to an apartment and, and uh, she's reading a note and it, this confused me at first because it looked like she was going home and like her boyfriend had left her a note saying, oh, I dropped a, a bottle of beer, clean it up and we're like, why the fuck would you <laughs> I like, yeah, I thought that too. clean up yourself? What an <laughs> asshole. I had the exact same thought, yeah. <laughs> and then she starts cleaning it up and then, then she starts cleaning the rest of the apartment and then we realize, oh, this is her second job as a cleaner. Uh. <laughs> so she's actually cleaning this place because he's paying her. But then we um, take a, a, a look through the telephoto lens and he's actually watching her from the across the, the road. the part where she takes clothes off. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Sam, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she was standing there and I was just like, damn, that girl is fine. <laughs> And then she's standing there and then she starts to take it off. I was like, whoa, holy shit. This is like cat. What's worse than cat three? Or better than cat I don't three? I know what's worse than cat three. Better than cat three. <laughs> cat four. Is there a cat four? I don't know. There should be. <laughs> but no, there was no nipple or anything. It was just like. And then she took her pants off and it was the biggest underpants you've ever seen. <laughs> they were shorts, yeah. basically. They're like spanks. <laughs> spanks for watching. <laughs> And he was getting a good eye full across the road. And he was like, Spanx? Yeah. <laughs> and then for some reason, she starts staring at the Snoopies and then turns the Snoopy over and it says Malaysia, which happened to be where he just came from. <gasps> oh, my God. Assassin. <laughs> and then I forget what happens next. <laughs> well, uh, she's work- back working in the video store and we get introduced to uh, Bill Clinton. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, oh that's right. right. Yeah, because there's it, it sets up... Sets up the antagonism between the two because... She, she's like, this creepy guy comes in wearing a mask and rents all these videos and he's wearing different masks every day. Like, um, And they reference directly uh, Point Break. Yes. So, And he keeps staring at the picture on the wall, doesn't he? The Point Break. Yes. So that's movie reference number one of, of like three or four different movie references. And uh, he's, he pretty much just says to her, Come on a date with me, pretty much, right? Let's, let's meet here and let's go for a date. What's very funny, though, is while he's cracking on her, he's wearing a Bill Clinton mask. And I was like, that is so appropriate. <laughs> and the other fact is she kind of asks him what he does. And he says, I'm a professional killer. <laughs> guys, just straight up with it. Lies, and she thinks he's joking. Good pickup line, creep. Sure, I'm up for it. Why not? Sure, I'll go to a movie with you, professional killer. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's doing this all in Japanese, which also sounds like it's been phonetically learned, but I guess it's hard. 
Is the only difference between a professional killer and an amateur killer is you get paid? Uh, Let's find out. Um, Yes. And yeah, I I did make the joke earlier, which is like, if he was a full-time killer, then does he get like long service leave and all these other entitlements? Sick pay. (laughs) He gets retired when he's done. He... Does he have any super? Does he have to pay his own super? His severance pay? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he gets like double super because he's probably not going to live that long. Danger money. Oh, geez. If he's past the, what, the 43rd parallel or whatever it is. Because <laughs> not only can you risk dying from getting shot, but also sunburn. So, they're on a date. They have some drinks. They go see well, co- iced coffee. They go see a movie. He's talking through the movie. Oh, I thought he was talking through the movie, but I think it's just a preview. And I would have been like, I would have been like, shut up down there. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to watch the preview. He's still got the bloody... um. Bill Clinton mask on. He does a super creepy thing where he sticks his fingers in his mouth and then grabs her hand. And is that what like, he does? He did, yeah. And I was like, that is like even But she really turns creepy. and the mask is off. Yeah. Maybe Andy Lau's skin's really Figuratively and literally. Mm. Oh! Yes. And uh, yeah. He's she like, looks bored as hell though. <laughs> <laughs> no one's watching that movie. Come on. <laughs> Andy Lau, the, would you like some popcorn? Bit of trivia. Apparently, that movie was one of the director's other movies. Oh, Johnny Toe's film? <laughs> yes, he put it on in the cinema uh, as a bit of an in-joke. Funny. Clever. <laughs> what, what does Nathan always say? Don't put a better movie in your movie? Yes. There was a, there was a poster of Face Off, and I was immediately wanting to watch Face Off. You didn't want to watch Point Break? Uh, yes, also, I wanted to watch Point Break, but I saw Fast and Furious because they're the same film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. They're exactly the same film. Toretto is... What's his name? The Patrick dude, Swayze. Patrick Swayze's character. And uh, Bodie, Keanu Reeves Bodie. is Keanu Reeves is the other guy, the one that died. Does any of those Fast and Furious have Gary Buse in it? Paul Walker guy? No. Well, only the first Fast and Furious was Point Break. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Because then there's just another quarter mile. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I've just completely lost so for a she, second she, she, she's like oh, this guy's not too bad you know, he's, and then he takes her out from the movies and they, get, they go shooting right yeah oh, no, they, they, have the, they have the coffee no 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 they have sorry, the drink sorry, yeah. sorry. So he's they, like I'm a killer he's like give me 15 minutes I'll be back she's like whatever weirdo and he's got, he, he plays up a, a, whole, a whole bit before that where he's telling her that he's a professional killer and uh, she goes oh really how do you do it and uh, he pulls out a a giant syringe with a, a bunch of black liquid in it and he, he puts a glass of water and he snaps a bunch of cigarettes and throws it in the water and uh, explains how nicotine gets separated from the cigarettes into the water after a certain period of time and then if you actually nicotine itself is a poison so he's got this syringe full of nicotine Boo-doo. okay people that smoke cigarettes would have seen that and been like oh, oh he broke man. so many cigarettes that was the cancer council and they say don't smoke <laughs> they hurt us <laughs> so so then back back to what Scott was saying we get the uh, I'll be back in 15 you, you minutes you take that call <laughs> god Sam it's Simon Yam he's saying don't silent, fuck my film silent <laughs> so Andy Lau says I'll be back in 15 minutes and uh, we then I need to take a shit. <laughs> Real big one. <laughs> so we then cut to a scene of a, a bunch, a car pulling up outside some nondescript sort of building. And um, we've got O actually trailing with a giant camera yes. watching the scene and, and taking shots. And uh, then Andy Lau just starts walking up the middle of the street wearing his Bill Clinton 
He puts on uh, a show. He's hamming it up big time, prancing around, spinning around. He's dancing. Dancing. Pulls out a shotgun and starts taking out, taking names and numbers. And uh, once he's done, he looks up at the crosswalk where O's sitting there with a the camera, pulls off his mask, gives him the, the big grin. How you doing? <laughs> I love when he turns around, though, and he flares his jacket out behind him. Flicks it. Whoa. <laughs> and then he just struts off. I reckon they made him, he made him reshoot that a couple of times. And when the camera's off, it's like, I want to do it again. <laughs> so he can have a... Get have me a, from all sides. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, then he makes it back as the clock strikes, I don't know, nine or whatever the hell the time was. And he goes, 15 minutes. Ah, uh, yeah. And then all these ambulances race past the building going to the scene where he's just killed a whole bunch of people. And then like Andy Lau kind of presses him up against the window and he's like basking in the glory of like what he's done. <laughs> of the like, got rid of four useless people or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's pretty good, actually. It'd be funny if he came back and she was like, oh, I gotta go. I got stuff to do. <laughs> for some reason, this really turns her on. <laughs> and she's back for more in the next scene. Well, she's like, she says at the start, like, I do routine. I work at the video store and I go to clean this guy's house. And a bit of excitement has come through. So, um, Munchausen syndrome, I get it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll kick it up a notch and uh, essentially she gets an introduction to, to him as a, a killer. So he starts training her um, into a rifle, plays a bit of a, a gag on her where he's pointing the gun at some poor garbage person and uh, he pulls out <laughs> guy here. They were a garbage bag picking up garbage. Oscar the Grouch is like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call him Oscar. He's pointing at Oscar and uh, he pulls out the magazine from the rifle and uh, says, go on, pull the trigger. There's no bullets in there. And of course, there's one already in the chamber. <laughs> Oops. So she pulls the trigger and it shoots, luckily, very badly and misses uh, the person and she freaks out and starts throwing her shoe and the worst thing about that shot was the first she throws the shoe but she like literally is throwing it at him and throws it sideways (laughs) like yeah she couldn't hit the broadside of a barn (laughs) it was a terrible shot that would get the blooper reel on on any sporting event like oh shit throwing out that first pitch of the season <laughs> well she did say sideways. that she said to Andy she's like I could have killed him he's like what you think you're that good you're like you never <laughs> shot a gun before you're an expert now <laughs> and uh, could him. I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> then we get a, a little bit of a crash course in Interpol and Simon Yam's character who is uh, you know the gruff detective from Interpol you know, every Simon Yam character ever played. Exactly, trying to catch the international assassins and he's more interested in O. So he's in, he's in Japan with British now he was, agents he from went Hong to Kong. Hong Kong. He went to Malaysia to speak to the Japanese wife of oh, the okay, friend that okay, he killed good. at the train station. Because they have a very Japanese-style apartment there. Yeah, in, in Malaysia. And then he was, he was trying to get her to, to see if she remembers anyone that knew him because it seemed like the husband mm. knew him. The guy from the very start. In, of the, in the um, film, yeah. Um, and then they're back in Hong Kong again later and O starts almost playing with him where he he took a photo of um, Andy Lau's character and he faxes the photo to Simon <laughs> Yam and, uh, and then they all start sort of investigating who he is and it's like, who's this guy? And uh, finds his name Locke from his... Um, What's, oh, what's the name? His, mm-hmm. his handler. That was the name I was going for. Well, so a lot of the computers and the tech they're using, probably still a bit too thin for 2000s. Oh, they did do that stupid shot where when they send the facts and it, you sort of go with the facts through the digital world up to the other end. What do you stuff. guys think of the camera work and some of the shots? Because um, It was terrible. Really? 
Uh, some of the shots inside, fine. No, nothing exciting. But then when you go to the outside, and they must have been using like a really long telephoto zoom because it just looked flat as, and it was jarring. And I was just like, oh my God, my eyes are going to... But different, right? Different. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rubbing my face in gravel would be different too. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> but I thought it was cool. Like Johnny, that's a Johnny Toe thing. I mean, I'm some expert. I've seen two of his films now, but I think he does some interesting stuff. Any well, the angles inside when like he goes out of a lift and then like the camera actually starts kind of like 90 degrees or past 90 degrees off kilter and then corrects. Yes, I thought that was cool. But the exterior there were, shots. Were- there, there are a few mistakes that he makes throughout the movie, and um, the first one that we noticed was when um, we're, we're kind of in the position of O looking at through the camera when he's taking shots of Andy Lau shooting, and um, the camera angle turns down to like when you're almost standing on the road looking at him, yeah. which is like an impossible shot for the point um, of where he was up high with the camera. And there's another shot later on where um, we're we're looking at a memory. And one of the um, the gags about uh, O's apartment is that there's a bunch of Snoopies, but they only started appearing after he, he started having um, Kelly as his second housemaid. I thought they could explain that away as like she, he's having a flashback and she's a ghost or something like that. <laughs> no, nah, it was just pure mistake. They didn't Probably think about mistake. that. Mm. They fucked up. They <laughs> fucked up. So at this point, um, we're on the chase for who is Andy Lau, essentially. And Andy Lau's still chatting with uh, Kelly. I like Lansker. how you refuse to call him talk. Tuck. It's easy to say Andy Lau. <laughs> yeah, Tuck's like the worst name. <laughs> but but, but Tuck is essentially Andy Lau playing himself to yeah, an extent. Is, true. is that what Andy Lau's like he's in very, real life? He's very like, I was going to say he's theatrical, but he can be like, yeah. I was thinking like when he was like flicking his, uh, the back of his jacket after shooting, everyone's like, oh, he did that move like in a concert or something like that a bit. <laughs> the thing about this, like, Ham has three letters. Tuck has three letters. Andy Lau is hamming it up. I thought you were going to say Andy Lau has three letters. I was like, wait a minute. I was going to say Lau has three letters. <laughs> no, it does. Lau. I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> ono has three letters too. Oh. Uh, What's Ono? Ono. The O. The oh, Japanese guy. Oh, his name was Ono? His surname is Ono. I did not know that. Ugh. I thought that was a McDonald's burger. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So we go on this little uh, giant little back and forth about who's going to catch who and, and so forth. And um, I think they end up, uh, Simon Yam's character ends up going to the library because for some reason they have this thought that they know Andy Lau from somewhere and they, they keep like playing around with it. And then they remember something about the Olympics for some reason. I didn't really get how that linked in. And they go to the library because that's the place back in 2001 where you go to see things. <laughs> and and find a book about the Olympics from where nineteen eighty four. The only book in it? existence. Yeah, the, yeah, that's right. The only book in existence. And uh, when he goes to the the right section, O's already been there and ripped out the the relevant page, and he just missed him. And he's chasing through the library with a gun, trying to get him, and just gets to the elevator just at the wrong time as the doors are closing. He runs into the one door that doesn't open outwards. And everybody's like, uh, <laughs> "Can we get around you there?" <laughs> <laughs> We also mentioned, I can't remember if it happened before or after or during, but uh, Andy Lau and Kelly start getting it on. Oh, in, yeah. In O's apartment. 
But the lights are flickering and he has a bit of an epileptic seizure. Yeah, that's right. I was wondering why the hell the lights were flickering before. I was like, is something wrong here? There's someone like going click, click, turn the lights on and off. Maybe their sex is so strong that it affects the lights. It's a very uncomfortable scene. I was just like, Ugh. All that friction creates static electricity. The, the other thing about that shot was um, they were interposing um, him getting on with Kelly with... Oh, disposing of the last maid's yeah. body, That's knocking gross. out her teeth really and cutting off her so um, fingerprints. At this point, you think, oh, O's a, O's a killer. Yes, he's, crazy. he's a, a psycho killer, yeah, essentially. You're sympathetic to Jacket Man here. Jacket Man, he And he's got a disability. Yeah. Epilepsy. <laughs> but uh, after this, a uh, little bit later on in the movie, we um, get sort of the flashback and you find out that it's not actually the case. Someone was coming to kill O and they got the maid instead. Mm. I think it's right at the end of the sequence. Then we hear him listening to um, her Walkman had dropped on the floor and he started listening to the music and then you see the other bit, which is people came to get O. She was in the apartment. They killed her. He was too late getting across to help her. And then he took, uh, he had to clean up the mess effectively and, and take away her body. He wouldn't be so late if he didn't get hit by a car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what really got me, though, was he ran down, because he's in the apartment across the road from his actual apartment, runs down, gets hit by a car, runs back up to his apartment. He doesn't go up to her, the other apartment with a girl in it. He's just like, oh, I better go check that she's still in there. I, w- I was too late. The car the car hit me. I mean, this is actually two seconds. The guy didn't get up, like, are you okay? He's like, bah, 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 see ya. <laughs> get out of the way, loser. World Cup was on. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Vivazella. <laughs> uh, the, the throat singing sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think Michael or Sam mentioned just then, because I forget because I'm an idiot, the song playing on the Walkman, which repeats a couple of times, that song and some very low, ooh, like Tibetan throat singing and a like one or two more, and the rest is all classical uh, hymns. I guess. Yeah, I did know. I, I did notice the music, and I did think it was actually not bad. I think it was great, but I did think it was not bad. You didn't like it? I thought it's just some. They just employed some generic person to here you go compose some songs that will fit in this in this movie, uh, maybe in English because we're trying to promote it internationally. The score. I thought was good. Cinematic. It, it kind of suited yeah. in parts. That yes. was fine. I think this, those songs are just jarring. Yeah, the licensed songs were... Yeah. Well, were they We licensed? all thought they were Dixie Chicks, right? Yeah, Dixie Chicks or The Cause or some kind of all-girl <laughs> country band. Actually, The Cause aren't country. I don't no, know. they're Is Irish. Irish country. Is that Irish country? No. There's violins in it. <laughs> Is it Irish country? Is, is, that, is that what does it for you? They've got violins. They're doing a jig. Is that country? I don't know. It's too cold for country. <laughs> Blue, Irish Bluegrass? version of country. I'm making shit up. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Would you prefer it was like Duran Duran or something? Duran Duran. Come a chameleon. Boy George. <laughs> hey? Boy George. <laughs> George. Aren't they the same guy? Relax. No, what, what was Boy George's band? Culture Club. Culture Club. Oh, Culture Club. Jesus. What Duran Duran do? Isn't that a smelly fruit? Hungry like a wolf. <laughs> 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 oh. uh, that is the award for the dumbest joke on this entire <laughs> podcast. Well done. You did it. Uh, uh, 2020, come at me. Yeah. So then we um, just sort of investigate uh, and we get to read the page that got ripped out of the book and it turns out that... Um, uh, Andy Lau was an Olympic rifleman and he had a seizure whilst going for the gold medal and ended up losing the gold medal. The same as his brother. <gasps> he had a brother. Who happened to 
be at the Olympics immediately before him and had the exact same thing happen to him and you would have thought that they would have checked the brother for a genetic <laughs> disease like that. But you no, the Olympic committee would be like, hey, let's give this guy yeah, some time to recover. Check. Nope. Let's flash some lights at you and see if the same thing happens. Mm, yeah, no. Nah. And uh, then we figure out that the brother is actually the handler for O in mm. the uh, arcade. See, everybody thought I was joking. He actually did have a brother. His name's not Tick, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, but his name is Tog. But his brother's in South Korea, apparently. Oh. Which is a uh, booth in a warehouse. It's somewhere. just a bunch of magazine pictures mm. of like Korean starlets. And then there's something in the background that said Korea as well. So <laughs> yeah, it literally money. says Korea. Korea. Is he... Is he in a K-Tok band? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you <idiot>. so, <laughs> so, <laughs> Of all the jokes, that's the one you thought was funny. That's, okay, that's better than the last one. <laughs> you don't <counting> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, O asked his handler to figure out um, who Tok is and um, he gets sent off on a mission to Macau and uh, to kind of get a bunch of uh, Indian guys in a car and as he pulls up they all pull out weapons and start firing at him and he ends up taking out a bunch of them in the car but the car stops and um, the main target sort of runs off he has to chase after him at this point he gets clipped on his helmet by a rifle and Tok's actually um, there already and he was waiting for him there's no way a sniper rifle is going to be stopped by a motorcycle helmet kinda, it's kind of like a glancing have, hit, you, ever, you've, have you ever worn a stack hat uh, <laughs> those things get fucking rough man. no I haven't so at this point was was Tok sort of I think my boss has sent me up no O O said that yeah O said this he doesn't give me a job that quickly normally so he was oh, no that was up. the opposite no, sorry I did oh, I, yeah, I did yeah. skip over that you're right um, so Tok gets um, set up by his manager and he gets sent um, back to, was it Singapore? Yeah. I think Singapore to, to take on a job and then a bunch of girls try to kill him and he takes them out pretty easily and then he goes and takes out the boss guy, which was a pretty nice scene. but Because he comes in to. like Andy Lau goes in, he's been frisked, so he's got no weapons, right? Yeah. And uh, he's sitting there in front of the boss who is like wiping his sweaty face with his shirt and he's got like a gun underneath his shirt. Yeah. And um, the guy whose hand he stabbed earlier comes Nice past. continuity there. Hey? Yeah. Nice continuity there. With the guy, yeah, the guy with the hand is in yeah. a sling. Comes past and just smashes him over the head with a bottle. There you go. Did you, did you make fun of him referring to movies again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know this movie. Is that a reference to another movie? I can't remember what he was talking was about. Desperado? Though. Oh, okay. Because yeah. Andy Lau's character is like a movie buff, right? Like he yeah. watches any movie. This is basically the director, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's funny. Johnny Toe must be like a... Is that why you brought up Quentin Tarantino? Because, mm. yeah, okay. So, Andy Lau um, takes, takes a few hits and so forth and then ends up fall... Uh, uh, the boss ends up pulling out his gun and then he grabs the gun off the boss, then shoots everyone yeah. and breaks the boss's arm and wrists and so forth. It didn't look like he shot the boss, but... No, he jammed his thumb into the guy's eye, though. That looked painful. Yeah. Also, the guy whose hand he shot, he shot, he stabbed, he shot in that, in that same hand. In the hand. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It's never going to heal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how ironic. So, that was the scene immediately before the Macau scene, sorry. And then um, he's doing effectively the same thing to, to O, where he's um, the O's manager has set O up. And um, <laughs> Andy Lau does a funny thing because he's, he's got him sort of pinned down with a rifle. 
And then the the mark that O was trying to kill is sort of crawling away, and he starts firing at the mark, trying to make him crawl away faster so he can't finish the finish the the job. And uh, O looks in a mirror and starts firing his gun randomly sideways, and ends up clipping the guy in the head from the shot. O does this cool thing through a lot of his scenes where he just effortlessly can sh- point in a direction and shoot without yeah. looking. So he's uh, he's very cool like that. Like this that. scene was very much like Assassins with Antonio Banderas and um, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone because it's in like this kind of courtyard kind of thing. It's like a standoff. It's nowhere near as cool, but uh, it's all right. Well, because Andy Lau is audaciously just standing in the middle of nowhere on top of a ledge in his leathers and he's got like this big massive... <laughs> That's the thing, like all through this movie he does those shots, you know, where he's just audaciously out in his leathers in the middle of... And everyone's just like... We can't find okay, him. Yeah. <laughs> where he's got he go? a bright leather jacket on. It's bright red. Aren't you hot, bro? It's hot <laughs> out here. What'd you say, Rachel? It's hot there. It's hot in Singapore and Malaysia. Yeah, it's just wearing leather jacket and pants. Yeah. around. Why do you think that Simon Yam is sweating all the time? Mm. He's got his sleeves rolled up and Andy Lau's walking around in like three layers. This is true. This is true. It's, it's probably because Andy Lau's got lower body fat. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, do the old run through the building alleyways and confront each other. And, and um, Andy Lau's got a, a, um, a random person um, between them. And dares him to shoot effectively, and and obviously they they don't end up shooting. He's like, you're not worthy of the title greatest assassin because yeah. it, it somehow established that Ono is like this number the one, number one yeah. assassin. And then I was like, fuck that! I want to be number one. Is that on like the assassins database? Just like, oh, you know, you're like you went up three ranks today. Is that a <laughs> is that a card you send on birthdays? World's greatest assassin. <laughs> World's greatest. Everybody gets that card. <laughs> No one opens those cards because they're going to blow up. If anybody gets a card, they're like, how'd you find me? <laughs> so at this point, O kind of figures out that he's been set up by his manager um, and he, he goes back and then realizes that the manager is Tok's older brother and uh, shoots him in the hand. Yeah. Poetic justice. And then the next shot, we see Tok coming to help him strap up his hand because he didn't actually kill the brother. He's like, thanks, but stay out of my business, bro. Yeah, he does say you shouldn't have, like, set him up because that's dishonorable. As if Tok would give a shit. Like, Tok is one of the most dishonorable guys around. Yeah, it kind of starts off that way, then it sort of bends the character a little bit, doesn't it? And it it makes him seem more honorable than he seemed at the beginning because he seems like a crazy psycho and then it seems like he's actually got, like, an honest streak through him or whatever. Yeah. Does anyone know whether or not your mouth actually foams up if you have, like, an epileptic fit? Not sure. Ah... I don't know if you you'd be very conscious if you if your mouth is foaming. Yeah, yeah. It's more like, I don't know if you can actually control can control your body by then. Mm. Okay. Whether you just be like everyone has to like you know start doing that thing with a clear airways. I don't know. It's very Drabka. Mm. Hey. Drabka. Drabka. Doctor ABC. ABC. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. I think if foaming in the mouth is kind of stereotypically associated with like rabies or something like that. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, saw, I didn't see no dogs or bats. So that's, yeah, I'm, maybe that's just their workaround of like, I don't know. Well, they don't actually explicitly say it's epilepsy. It could just be like Andy Lau fit. Mm. So O um, goes, okay, my manager set me up. Uh-oh. Um, he knows where I live, but not where I live, where the um, Kelly goes to work as my um, cleaner and she's there tonight. So then he has to race to the apartment and she's already been taken away by a bunch of guys in uh, suits in the car and he 
bus. He he goes into his apartment and he pulls out a gun, which we're all like, oh, he actually had a gun. In yeah. There. And uh, and then he fires a whole bunch of um, shots at these people. Um, and then it turns out he's firing blanks because he's just... Um, yeah, they don't explain gun. why. Because I imagine he'd have guns all over the place. Yeah. I think it was kind of like because it was the fake apartment. Yeah. So, he didn't have real guns there. And he had all the real guns at his real apartment that was across the road kind of thing. Oh, okay. So, that he grabbed what he could kind of thing. And and then he ends up saving her. And I think he didn't want to kill anybody in front of her to show that he was a sweet guy. Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> doesn't kill the innocents, but they're freaking assassins coming mm. to get your girl. And she does a whole, um, pulls out some electrical cord and throws it in a puddle of water to stop them. She's pretty it. street smart, you know. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't grab good. that. Fuck that. No, because what if your hand missed and you got like the sharpie electricy bit? <laughs> so he um, he gives her the key to his apartment across the road and tells her, "Go wait there for me." And um, they separate out so they can get away, kind of thing. And she goes to the apartment and starts seeing his assassin set up with all his wheel weapons and so forth. And by this point, Simon Yam's characters cottoned on to that O was um, a school friend of the guy that he killed and they find his name and then find the apartment and then they're spying on the apartment from across the road in the same building but on a different floor. And then they start looking at the building and going, gee, that apartment's kind of set up weird. It's like, who would live like that? It's like everything's open to the window. And then like, and they're putting faxes up and the facts and the notes say, make sure you space out the faxes so you can... <gasps> He's in the same building yeah. as us. <laughs> Interpol, the greatest minds. <laughs> with, her, with the random girl with the British accent. Oh, like she was the best sense. British accent. Oh, she was so hot. She's so hot. British accent. Cherry Ying or something. Uh, yes. What? Did you just know that? I just had to look it up because she was also in Throwdown. Yeah. And um, <laughs> judging from her lips and when she talks, that w- does she have the British accent in Throwdown? Uh, she didn't speak any English in there, so oh, I can't tell you. Damn, so hot British accent, Asian chick. I don't <laughs> normally have yellow fever, but damn. <laughs> um, so they they're all running down the stairs. At this point, O's come to the apartment to get Kelly Lamb. Um, he she decides he asks her if she's with him at that point, and um, puts a bulletproof vest on her, and then they all strap up with lots of guns and decide to leave he's like you can stay here but if you leave your life will change and she goes and yeah yeah grabs the gun pretty much i just want to take a moment and uh describe uh o's outfit he's wearing a probably baby calf camel leather jacket um i say baby calf because it looks smooth and soft and supple kind of uh orange yeah yeah and uh he's wearing uh, perhaps maroon like the hoodie you're wearing a little bit um his pants are kind of like blue and earthy blue with maybe like a uh, gloss stripe down the side. And he's wearing, I believe, cons. Converse. Yeah. Can't see if, that's that's can't, all I could remember. You remember yeah. a lot, but I couldn't even remember the black Converse. Can't, can't see if they're high tops or not. I assume they are because you need that ankle support. Um, he is an assassin. <laughs> the greatest all assassin. All that running. Yeah. Um, not great for long running. I, I wore Converse I walking around Japan. walking even. Yeah, sometimes. Jesus, I had sore feet. <laughs> but, uh, but it gives you that tactile feel for quick turns, which is probably what an assassin needs. And, uh, and under his shirt, he's got like a, what is it? Like a plaid, kind of like a paisley type shirt. Very dull affair, maybe. Maybe, maybe a singlet. Yeah, avocado. Yes, a singlet, a singlet with maybe a shirt yeah. o- open over the top. Tank I, I top. can't. Yeah. And two thousands fashion was great. He's looking very good. He's looking very good. Um, yeah, I, I appreciated it. He looked okay. cool. So we get in uh, as 
they're kind of walking away from the door as the police come down the set of stairs behind uh, or behind them. And then they decide, hang on a minute. And he turns, Simon Yam oh. turns around and you've got the best Simon Yam face ever when he sees him and he's got like the eyes and they're like... It's a smirk. Mm-hmm. That's smirking. when I said I that see you. the two of them should have swapped roles. Maybe yeah. this film might have been slightly better. I think Simon Yam... You know what? If... But did you mean swap Simon Yam with Andy Lau? Yeah. Yes. Simon Yam should have been Andy Lau. Andy Lau should have been Simon Yam. And Takashi should have been the same guy. Should have been O. I can't think of anyone else really at that time. Andy Lau should have been Kelly. Kelly should have been. That would have been better. (laughs) Bill Clinton should have been. That's fantastic. Really, <laughs> I will. This is this is my favorite Simon Yam uh, moment in the whole film, uh, because after they all smirk at each other, the shit hits the fan, and uh, Takeshi Sorimachi is shooting at the cops on the other side, and Simon Yam does a running dive, sticks his legs out, and he's like jumping behind cover, feet first, while shooting, and it's the most heroic thing that it's just amazing. But it's just hilarious that he's not coming out of the corridor. He's going into the corridor. Yes, because <laughs> he's going into cover, feet yeah. first, but leaving his arms out so they can get the it's last ridiculous. couple of shots off. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> where's the mattress? Yeah. Simon Yam doesn't need a mattress. The Yam bounces. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Simon Yam survived a stabbing. He can survive. This is true. This is true. <laughs> a giant leap onto concrete. <laughs> So, um, can't cut the yam. O, O's kind of like <laughs> holding them off on both ends, does some weird thing with um, the fire hose and throws it down um, the corridor and turns it on to. It, and they set back. up this fire hose moment like it's going to blow everything away. And it's going, it's like it's spraying just around. Annoying this, and in the way. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, <laughs> like blown away. It's like, it's oh, annoying. it's annoying. Hey, hey, hey. A bullet, maybe, but a fire hose, like a, a crazy hose hitting you in the side of the head. <laughs> Just that step is. on the hose. Yeah. Like, if that worked, then Hong Kong processors would use a hose. <laughs> Hong Kong, uh, what, crowd control? No, no, the, the Hong Kong protesters would use a hose against the police if it was that effective. Can't mm. get a mobile fire hose, can you? I don't know. You'll find <laughs> one. Oh, wait, that's what a fire truck has. That's what the police cannons have on this. <laughs> <laughs> They're using it against the protesters. Oh. Um, so they end up jumping down out of the building and as they sort of they're walking into a bunch of cars, there's some cop cars at either end and then all of a sudden all of the police come out and they've all just basically surrounded them. And uh, he ends up, you know, putting down the gun and just as they're about to arrest him, um, Andy Lau starts opening fire up from a building like a... A kilometer away yeah, with some giant rifle. So high How the fuck is he doing that? <laughs> he's not even looking in the scope. <laughs> to be fair, that gun he's got is huge. It's huge. It's a Barrett sniper rifle. I thought it was a Barrett, and I checked it, and it was a Barrett. About the size of that desk behind you. It yeah, it's huge. Like he has to have it on stand, and Andy Lau has to stand up like on stilts. He's hitting these people, it, and even like the police in bulletproof vests and stuff. But the, the size of that high-powered rifle would take their arms off it. And yeah, hit them. it would go straight through them. So, uh, he, he basically wings a, a few cops. Um, he takes out a whole car with one of the shots and um, O and Kelly manage to escape and get away. You know what, though? He hits the, uh, the lady cop in the neck. Oh, the British, oh. British-speaking cop. And uh, Angela uh, was like, oh, sorry, Simon Yam's character is like, it's not that bad. And she takes her hand away for a brief second and just spurting his, his pieces gu- his leaking blood. Hit, hit her artery. And then that was my other favorite Simon Yam bit. He's in the ambulance. 
she's getting like um, you know looked at by the ambos. He's got the the fag in his mouth, and the single cigarette, tear, single, uh, tear. single tear. <laughs> <laughs> He's crying. It's because it's so hot. Is that when he gets starts getting his tick? One's not something like uh, no, that. No, no, it's uh, gone a little bit crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I was actually really scared at this moment when she got shot in the neck because I thought it might ruin her British accent. <laughs> I just the voice box. She died because she got hit in the freaking neck. And. Then the, the voice we, is still good, right? <laughs> yeah. There, there, then this scene, it leads on to another scene with my favorite Andy Lau scene for the movie, where <laughs> Simon Yan's coming back into like the the Interpol police station, and he's sitting at his desk with the single light over him, and he looks over, and at the other end of the floor, <laughs> Andy Lau's sitting there with the light on him, going, yeah. "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah, he's just smile his chair. on his face, <laughs> Mr. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> and just that one was spotlight so, on him. So Andy Lau, I was like, "Yeah, that that's his." Best, best pose for the movie. <laughs> it was very hammy, and so he gave him like a box. He full gave him of a fun. box that basically proved that O was the killer of all of these hits, oh. showing that he was in you know the same area at the same time of all these hits, which is essentially um, what the girl had done up because um, she'd been explaining to um, Andy Lau earlier that when he went away and he brought back the Snoopy, the Snoopy had the name of the country and then she'd search the country and figure out that there was an assassin that ha- assassination that happened there um, and she'd done up this whole chart. So that's a box that he gives Simon Yang. And he's there, um, Andy Lau, and he says, you know, uh, Simon Yang goes, what do you want for this? And he goes, I want the Snoopies. <laughs> so he's come for the, the Snoopies. Snoopies. <laughs> he's come missing for the, the Snoopies. Your clothes, your motorcycle <laughs> and the Snoopies. <laughs> yeah, because me. he said it in a, in a, like a sing-songy way. They had to, they had to um, put a subtitle for Snoopies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it the was um, Snoopies, Snoopies. I did forget earlier when the police were looking at the apartment, the British girl does comment on it going, hey, there's a lot of Snoopies over there. <laughs> <laughs> They're hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> So um, Simon Yam takes Andy Lau over to the um, the lockup and um, hands in the bag of Snoopies and then grabs him and throws him against the wall and they have a bit of a fisticuff fight and then um, he drops the gun to the floor. Simon does a Simon Yam roll, picks up, <laughs> picks, roll. Picks up the gun. Yeah. yeah, Simon Yam roll. <laughs> and uh, knocks <laughs> knocks the, um, the gate to the room closed to trap him. Turns around. And he's disappeared. At this point, what happens from this point on? I this I is where the movie weird. went weird. I thought maybe they went a bit Mulholland Drive. This movie got really weird, and I thought Simon Yam was Andy Lau. I th- yeah, I thought like they went David Lynch a bit. This is actually a book he's writing, and nothing has actually happened. And I was like, did that? That is this all a dream? Yeah, is this Super Mario Brothers too? Because he goes then. Then it shifts to the perspective of Simon Yam, and he's like. You know, my captain said I should see a shrink. And then it shows his, like, de-evolution into, like, madness. Yeah, he's this old... He's like... I'm, I mean, I get it. Like, he's, he's like he, an alcoholic with all these ticks stumbling like, down the street getting hit he, in the he head with one bottles. One of two ways. He could be like, this is actually a book he's writing and none of this happened. Or he's so distraught by his failure that he's turned into this shell of a man. Yeah. And, and there's Windows Windows or whatever version it is, but he chooses to use a typewriter. Like a classic <laughs> writer. Classic writer, yeah. He doesn't use electricity. He doesn't have any money. Oh, that's true. He's living in darkness, Perhaps a nod to The Shining there with a the typewriter. Yeah. I will say, the most me. disappointing unreveal is they don't show how he ever got out of that room. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Magic. Andy Lau. 
See, the thing is, Andy Lau turned to a cockroach and ran out the door. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most plausible excuse. Uh, Andy Lau used his special power of shedding skin because he's really an insect. So am I right? Were you guys singing the same thing? Or you... Or was I, totally I found wrong? it really jarring because it basically mm. it changed like now like you didn't follow Simon Yam through this film at all and it wasn't like um, it had that kind of feel through the movie that you didn't know what was going on it was kind of fairly obvious what was going on and then all of a sudden it's like changes its theme and you're like so Simon minute, Yam what's is, going on here yeah Simon Yam also through this next couple of scenes is kind of making references to an ending and and is that a reference to the movie itself he's, he's trying yeah. he's trying to write the end of his novel and you're like was it really a dream? I don't know. I mean, I feel like if they reference the the book writing at the beginning, then that that it would it, all tie in. Yeah, more. but it, they didn't bother. So, or maybe yeah. a throwaway line. It sounds like a book. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm kind of writing the week. Weekend. And then there was <laughs> another sh- thing where he looked like uh, he was going to. I don't know if he was skip kill forward himself. to that. Kill himself. But then it was all a dream, which is a n- another terrible another, device. Yeah. Well, the thing that suggests it's a dream in a, a dream. Yeah, it's a dream in a dream. Because Kelly actually comes and meets him and talks to him, which in suggests English. that at the end in English, yeah, which mm. suggests that it wasn't a dream or a um like uh, a story, but that he was he can't he can't write the ending because he doesn't know how it ends. That's where he's like got writer's block on the typewriter at that point. But was then, he just writing a police report? I don't yeah. know. And then he tries <laughs> that was his report exactly it's for all the cars fiction. that he smashed. So then he tries to kill himself, and then he wakes up, and then he meets up with Kelly Lamb, and she goes, "Do you want to know the ending?" Um, Toc told me told me to come here. Andy Lau told me to come here and um and let you know, and so she proceeds to tell him in phonetic English that was really hard to follow. Um, that she went driving off with O after they escaped from the police and they go to a field in the middle of nowhere and then she starts spilling her guts to O saying that she was friends with the first maid that was killed and that the first maid suspected him of being an assassin and had told her in the first place. So she deliberately put her address or her contact details to get hired as the maid to then investigate him because she wanted to know what happened to her friend. And then she asked him, you know, what happened? And he's like, she died, but I didn't kill her. And um, so she immediately believes him for whatever reason. And then she says she was kind of in love with him. Well, not outright, but mm. had feelings for him for the longest time. But he didn't do anything because he's just a watcher. And then Andy <laughs> Lau came along and she doesn't know if she's in love with him. Then there's the whole love triangle thing going on. Then we go uh, where O's decided, we've got to settle this. Let's mm. meet up with Andy Lau. So they go to a restaurant and start having some drinks and having a party. He teaches him a bunch of swear words. Yeah, having forgot, a great time. You forgot about the present that Andy brought. Oh, he brought her. He brought her a present when he first gets there. She opens the present and it's all of the Snoopies. And he got her the final missing Snoopy, the Chinese Snoopy. That is a great present. Andy Lau knows how to treat people. <laughs> And they're, they're having this scene where they do the time lapse skipping across like their whole meal. And then you get the last shot, they go back and none of the food that's been put on there has been eaten. They've drunk the drinks, but not the food. That really bugged me. I was like, you've been there for like four hours and you haven't eaten any of the food. You can have one chicken skewer? Fuck. You know, I'll come there and eat that food. You start. No, you start. No, let's just drink. And then, then um, both O and Andy Lau walk off. And they're like, we'll go settle this. And then he get, she gets left there and we, we all kind of went, she's got the bill. <laughs> like, fuck you, I'm going. You going to pick the tab up or you what? Pick that tab up. <laughs> you going to wash these dishes? So uh, they're driving in the car, um, starting to, they've been getting to know them each other throughout that night. And uh, he starts saying, have you seen that 
arcade game Metal Slug. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I played that. He goes, you know where all the hidden weapons are? Goes, yeah, I know where they are. So he drives into a warehouse, which is obviously some sort of allegory for the, the video game where they've, he's hidden weapons throughout there. So they both enter in different sides and... Um, wouldn't it be funny Arm said, have you ever played Super Mario Brothers and there's a bunch of bricks hanging in the air <laughs> and some pipes and shit <laughs> tickle, tickle, don't ask tickle, me what the goombas are there's you mushrooms know, everywhere what the hell <laughs> that would actually be a good scene <laughs> that's Might my movie that's in the Stephen Chow parody coming up later <laughs> Stephen Chow parody <laughs> they can't use the guy picking his nose anymore though Oh. Is he dead? Yeah. Did he die? Is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. I thought he's just. Yeah, nose picker guy died. Uh, Pour one out for a nose picker guy. Mm, he had his last pick. <laughs> <laughs> Went too far. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're having their their face off moment in in the um, the warehouse, which has a large stacks of boxes everywhere, um, going toe to toe. I was gonna. I don't know that we need to go into the specifics of the different. Well, they moves just get like stuff. yeah, they get different both, weapons. Yeah, different weapons. Both um, O's got some night vision goggles. Andy Lau's got a bulletproof vest. At some point, um, Andy Lau actually ends up hitting O a, a couple of times um, with his gun and knocks him into some boxes, and the boxes fall over, and there's a whole bunch of fireworks that spill out across the floor. The fireworks and, factory. And so it kind of like previews what you think is going to happen because obviously fireworks going off are going to trigger his epilepsy and so forth so we do the go through the whole sequence and uh, for some reason they both get up to the top of the boxes and then both Whoa. fall down and so a long way down by the way a long way down Who stacks boxes they seem like way? they're falling for a, a <laughs> good five minutes before they hit the floor and uh at at the end of that shot andy lau gets up and and um, puts a final bullet into O. And then we cut back to Kelly and she's telling um, Simon, yeah, this is how it went. And, and um, you know, Tox, now the number one assassin, and he wanted you to know that he's the Olympian of assassins <laughs> and blah, 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 and, and O's dead. And so he's like, oh, okay, thank you. Thank you very much for coming and telling me. Can you go back to the boxes for a second? We'll go back to the boxes, yeah. You don't stack boxes like that, no, that you high. Don't. You have a pallet of boxes on it. That's how forklifts work. You yeah. can't just stack cardboard boxes that high. How? How? How does anyone get up to that yeah. height to stack them? But <laughs> why you know? would you? <laughs> Sorry, anyway, go on. Full I'm, of fireworks. I'm mystified as to why Andy Lau would choose a fireworks factory as the like, <laughs> knowing his condition. I'm wondering if he did it on purpose now. What, well, knowing that he was going to lose? Well, you don't want to go to the firework and, and gun shop <laughs> <laughs> factory? No, I've got <laughs> epilepsy. I'm not going there. Why does his brother who also has epilepsy work in an arcade with lots of flashing machines? I don't I get don't that know. either. I'm allergic to peanuts. Let's go have a shootout at the fucking peanut factory. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, and he died from an allergic reaction. We've obviously figured out um, the, the switch ending when uh, Kelly goes outside. She hops in the car and it's really O in the car with her, not Andy Lau. And then we flash Simon to the... Simon Yam is pissed. Simon Yam figures it out too. And uh, then then we've flashed the real ending where the epilepsy knocks mm. <laughs> Andy Lau out and O is actually the one that takes the final shot. And he wants to be dead because he wants to retire kind of thing and, and get away with it as such. And then we cut back to Simon Yam who's figured it out and he's having a bit of a meltdown then he goes oh hang on a minute now this is a good enough Sounds ending right. <laughs> this is a giant editorial statement from yeah. him giant editorial statement and then finishes his book on the typewriter the end the end which also marks the end of the film this is true yeah this is uh, true. we didn't get uh, the angel.com 
Oh, <laughs> yes, in the, the credits. The <laughs> in the credits. AndyLau.com. Yeah. And apparently there is an alternate ending for Malaysian audience where they both get arrested because the bad guys can't win. That's right. Crime does not pay. So that means the Kelly character is uh, kind of screwed. She's accosted. Well, Andy Lau character, Andy Lau's character actually dies, but it's Kelly and um, O that get mm. captured by the cops. So but which cops though? Because Gigi is Simon Yam because he, he figured it out. Oh. And he arrests them in the car outside oh, or whatever. Yeah. Damn. So, so normally on the or on the Asian action cast, we try and get away from pretty much explain the whole plot but i feel like this movie maybe that's more necessary because there's a little there's a lot of twists and turns yeah. in it and if you don't Which, get the well i mean you watch the film we try and get you to watch the film and figure it out for yourself but i feel like this one needed more explanation maybe and it oh, was yeah. a, a i do like that as well because a lot of you know hong kong movies do get thrown together with a bunch of sitting around on the set coming up with ideas and trying to link them into a, and, uh, a plot. you know what like um like we said before, Rachel and I watched uh, Johnny Toe film Throwdown and I don't know if it's by design or what, but not a lot of comedy in his movies, like none. Like there's a couple of moments where you kind of chuckle and Simon Yam, uh, Andy Lau, sorry, is hamming it up big time. Oh, yeah. That's funny, but it's not like there's no, oh, I slipped on a banana peel or whoa, or anything like that. It's it's pretty straightforward movies. Well, this is like, I mean, the action, I, I, I would call this an action film because quite a bit of it that happens. Hmm. It's gunplay, obviously, so not, not martial arts. Um, but I wouldn't expect Andy Lau to know martial arts. Hey, that, that jumping in the corridor. Uh, that was Simon Yam. Yeah, yeah Simon Yam, I would that's, say, that's is a martial, martial artist. artist. <laughs> Hell yeah. You don't see a man dive through a hallway like that and not go, that's martial arts. The patented Yam jump. Uh, as a side note, I went to andylau.com and it doesn't work because it's can error to 522. Oh. 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 Go, go, go to the Wayback Machine. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. Um, I did uh, a couple of really good action moments was when Andy Lau was in the street with his red bright leather jacket and he shoots like his target from behind and his kneecaps just fucking explode. Oh, yes. And he's like down on his knees and he stabs this guy in the neck with his nicotine syringe. I thought that was pretty cool. Lots of ratcheting backwards as well with shotgun blasts in the chest. And there's a lot of like really long range shotgun blasts that were a little bit unbelievable like the whole purpose of it is to spew a whole bunch of pellets out yeah when you hit, it's not like a, a long range weapon that you can hit them from 200 feet away <laughs> yeah i'm not sure what the range way. is on a on yeah. a shotgun but yeah though he was hitting them pretty accurately from pretty far and not spraying as well which is yeah pretty unbelievable there was one stunt which i thought was quite funny and it was when um andy lau threw those grenades at the beginning of the film and it explodes and there's a cop who gets uh, ratcheted back, but it looks like the desk also has a wire attached. Oh, yeah. Hits the desk. <laughs> it, they both go flying at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Which I guess makes physical sense because the explosion would have pulled the desk as well. But I thought that was pretty cool. It looked like a, a mini tornado just whipped through there. I like yeah. when the, the outside of the building, the fakey palms went like went backwards as well. And I was like, it's not that big, that explosion. <laughs> <laughs> you think the stuntman pulling wires? <laughs> when he threw, threw the grenades in there, a few of them were bouncing like little plastic oh, yeah. balls. <laughs> you could just tell they were little fake grenades. There was a bit at the end when, um, what's his name? Oh, he, because they're on like a, the hotel, uh, the side of the apartments. And O is hanging off the side of the hotel with his legs. And so he could reach the railing underneath. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know. They didn't have a wide shot, so I suspect that that was probably like a set or something like that. Yeah, he probably got pulled underneath in that because you'd find it hard to motion your body to go in that way without someone pulling you inside. 
yeah. that's and then he kind of did the flip flip around and you're like surely i would have just stayed in the same spot and when he came back out take yeah him out. but they had the plan to catch him at the bottom so it didn't really the matter bike stunt looked like it was him the bike stunt oh, when he Lau. falls backwards off the bike yeah because he didn't they didn't cut the shot it looked yeah. like him falling off it he it looked like he was him getting hit by the car as well I couldn't pick when you got yeah, yeah when, when he was, was just far away. Traffic. Then he's like, oh, I'm kind of not sure, but I think yeah. it's dark. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's like when the girl's getting stripped and you can't see because it's dark. I'm like, she's naked. The I don't dead know. girl. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of creepy. I, I think she because like, uh, I thought I saw a nipple. It was. The creep, I have a sixth sense for the like sensing nipples. Zoom in. There's a few yeah. like um, shots like that, weren't there? Like he like takes a. A hammer to her face and knocks out her teeth. Oh, that was that was that was like messed up. The same as like you know the the kneecap shot and the blowing up the hand. Like that's what he did. I just three things. I realized that that carving shot. He was cutting her um, fingerprints. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought he was cutting some very long nails. No, because it was it was was the opposite. It was like yeah, with Uh nails on the outside. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's gross. Were any stunts in this film that you thought would you do? Do do this at home. That was that stunt you were talking about on the apartment building where he flips, he flips layer back to layer. over and backwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want to do that? I want to do that on the outside. Fuck like, the elevator. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Who needs elevator? Who needs an elevator? Yeah. She's crazy, but she's getting down faster than we are. <laughs> the lifts are limited to two people a lift now. In Corona, yeah, in Corona times, who can fuck the lift? <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to get in there. People have gotten Corona from a lift, like in China. <laughs> that bitch is COVID free. That's super spreading. Mikey? No, I can't. Nothing really like was fantastic that blew me away kind of thing. It was just, I liked little bits. I, I just like the showiness of Andy Lau in some of his shots. Would you like to dance in the middle of the street waving a shotgun around? Yeah, well, why not? Blue Ev- cowboy boots. Everyone needs to do that. Yeah. So just to interrupt, when he's doing the sniping from the building, that bit where he's uh, got the gun balance looks like they built an extra platform on the outside of the building. Yeah. It looks like extra bricks. He doesn't look right. Mm. What so you so he could put for? his gun there. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he it put those. like too long of a... Yeah. yeah. Andy Lau, full-time killer, part-time bricky. Bricklayer. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Cobber. Scott? Uh, well, obviously, got to do the jumping in the corridor. Oh, yeah, Simon Yam. But uh, there's a scene, and this isn't really a stunt, but um, Andy Lau runs down the middle of the escalators. It's like, come oh, on! Yeah. He goes, fuck you, Singapore! <laughs> Whee! And then he sticks gum all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> you go to jail for that. Yeah, that's <laughs> what the, he. But not the escalator. Yeah, murder. Shooting is, people. Murder is only five years, but gum, you're fucked. Um, I actually, I think I would enjoy getting hit by a car. Um, <laughs> that would be the stunt that hurt the most too. Uh, probably, yeah, because uh, it just looks so cool. Like that, you know, getting hit by a car, and then obviously he picked himself back up. But you know, like, and it looked like a little Hyundai Getz or something. Is it Hyundai that makes a Getz? In 2000? Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Looked like a small piece of shit. And uh, it hit him. It was like crunch. And I was like, yeah, that looks cool. That looks cool. See, I'd get hit by a car. (laughs) I want to run down all those little steps in Hong Kong. There's like barely any steps. You know, you know the the. It's like running down a, a, a stopped escalator or something. It's just like the increment is too small. Why? There was a tiny. Did you see these tiny, tiny little steps? Why? Andy Lau's running. It's just weird. Is that because of the like uh, 
Chinese people with those really small feet. I don't know. It's just like old, old, old stones or something. That make you'd get a cardboard box and just stick it on the top and just go. Wee! <laughs> you go Whoa! <laughs> so was this in Hong Kong? This was shot in Hong Kong. The, all the landmarks. It looks like the, the outside bits of it that were definitely Hong Macau Kong. Macau was definitely Macau. Ah. Oh, there you, you mean go. That booth wasn't on location in South Korea. Uh, I. Don't Clearly, it's a career on the booth. That's always <laughs> said that you kept saying that it looks like the arcade from Throwdown. Yes, but who knows? Johnny Two, Johnny Two. Those uh, those arcade machines are pretty much yeah, everywhere. Ubiquitous. Mm. Is this the first Johnny Two film we've seen? I think so. For the cast, yeah, yeah, pretty good. Then I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed, Johnny Two. Watch Throwdown, man. It's really good. All right, 2004's Throwdown, directed by Johnny Two. So that was full time killer. Part time lover, <laughs> uh, starring Simon Yam for a, a little bit of featuring. It. Yeah, no, thank you, Rachel. That was a really good film. I actually, oh, okay. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Hong Kong delivers because uh, they can't do much anymore now because they, they don't they don't make films like that anymore. But it's good to get those every now and then when we mm. can. Uh, if anybody has anything that they want to get in touch with us about, Asian Action Cast Gmail dot com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, always open for business. Full-time podcasters, <laughs> part-time assassins. Full-time emailers. <laughs> Full-time emailers. I've had, uh, you know, to be fair though, I haven't actually been checking the emails, Scott, because I went on there. I was like, oh, Scott sent me emails. <laughs> Just the files. Yes, because uh, I've been changing my accounts and whatnot with my move. That's not really very good excuse. I just forgot my password. So. But yeah, no, do get in touch by email. I will look at them eventually. Yeah, go suggest a movie. Yeah, why not? maybe we haven't heard of or a cult classic maybe. Yeah. Love HK. Thank you for listening. Uh, anybody want anything? No. All right. No good. Bong, bong, bong. Out of here. All right. <laughs> bong, 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 bong. <laughs> Bye.